0: So, Lord, it's kind of bringing up, Lord, what do you want to do with us? That's the next question that's on my mind. What do you want to do with us? Where do you want us to go? How do you want us to be? One of my thoughts that's been in my head, too, is, um, and even April brought this up uh, a couple of weeks ago as we were talking. It's like, well, it was an odd thought, but I had picked it. I had it in the car at the same time she had it. But it was like the Lord was saying, I'm going to diffuse you for a time and then bring you back together. That was a sense that we got. Now, if that's true, it's going to happen, right? If it's not true, it's not going to happen. If it gives us a location, great. If the location dries up here, we're just going to, if there's anything I've heard this morning, is be flexible. It's being able to just trust in the Lord, be led by the angel, be sure that we are protected, we're watched over, God is taking care of us, and he will do what he needs to do. Yes, Suzanne? (laughs) yeah i'm getting nervous here oh we'll see if that powers up here um any other thought before we go forward hopefully yes joel <laughs> and when the cops and when the cops join us, we'll be the most protected congregation in the cities. Look at that, people! It's actually working. Okay, we're going to move on, and uh, or will we move on? Is there anything else? It's it's going to brighten up here. The thing that we need to do is we need to just go where the Lord wants us to do, and if he asks us to do something impossible, we will do it. Okay, we're going to do this this morning for the Adamsons. For those of you who don't know, um, Kathy's uncle Mark passed away when last weekend, and uh, I knew Mark from going up to Alcanto. It's a great campground up on the Gunflint Trail. Uh, my impressions of Mark is he was a great bear of a man, and he did some incredible things. the The most amazing story that I remember about Mark, if I may, may I? Okay. They built an old-fashioned ice house up there on Oconto. You know what I'm talking about? It's about a two- to three-story building. I think it's two stories. And in that wintertime, they wanted to experiment if they could cut ice from the, from the lake and they would bring it up a ramp and they would pack it between layers of sawdust to see if they could preserve ice as they did years and years ago through the summertime. Mark got laughed at a lot. Because of that. And, but they built it. That winter they harvested the ice. They packed out this incredible building full of ice, huge ice chunks, used the horses to get it up there. It's about, if I remember, it's probably about the size from that wall to about that area right there, maybe a little smaller. And it was about that height of that ceiling, if I remember correctly. <clears throat> and people up and down the Gunflint Trail kind of thought he was, oh, those, those survivalist nuts. Do you remember that big storm that went through the, the uh, what is it, the the boundary waters up there? And it, you, We drove up there. In fact, my friend Mark went up there in the middle of that storm. And he and his friend Mike are driving up in a pickup. They're watching trees float across the road. And they made it up there, and they wound up spending three, four weeks up there just hauling trees out of the way. At some vista points, it looks like a giant had taken his arm and just gone like this. And flattened everything for miles and miles and miles. All the electricity went out. And Mark went up and down the Gunflint Trail, giving ice to the people that needed it. And it was right in the middle of July, and all of that ice had been preserved. He's an amazing man. So I would like to, in honor of the family today, do the mourners' kaddish, would you stand? I will lead you as the canter. You respond with the all. May his name grow exalted and sanctified in the world that he created as he willed. May he give reign to his kingdom in your lifetimes and in your days and in the lifetimes of the entire house of Israel swiftly and soon. Amen. May his great name be blessed forever and ever. May his great name be blessed forever and ever, blessed Praised, glorified, exalted, extolled, mighty, upraised, lauded be the name of the Holy One. Blessed is he. Beyond any blessing and song, praise and consolation that are uttered in the world. Amen. Accept our prayers with mercy and favor. May the prayers and supplications of the entire house of Israel be accepted before the Father who is in heaven. Amen. May the name of the Lord be blessed from now to eternity. May there be abundant peace from heaven and life upon us and upon all Israel. Amen. My help is from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. He who makes peace in the heavens, may he make peace on all of us and upon all Israel. Amen. And Father, may he grant peace to the Adamsons and the Pattens as they mourn the passing of Mark. Amen. You may be seated. Before we <laughs> excuse me, before we go on, is there anything else anybody would like to contribute to maybe what the Lord is saying this morning? Yeah. Yeah. Joe, you got anything? Sorry. I oh I thought you didn't want No, oh no, no, I'm sorry. If I missed you, I'm sorry. Here, you said
1: something I thought was
0: spot on. Okay. I'll take that.
1: beloved congregation of River of Life. We had people that we thought were aligned with us, that turned out they were not aligned with us. They hindered our progress, and it came to the point where John and Jay and Joe decided we're leaving. So we told them we're going to leave. Which apparently either changed a bunch of hearts or something happened to them because now they're begging us to stay. And we're going to leave. And they're begging us to stay we're going to leave, So we stayed on the condition that they wanted us to stay. But that was a change of heart that they had in the process of a whole bunch of stuff that was not going our way or their way. And a young man stood up back here, and I can't remember his name, he was uh, 7 Day Avenue. Anyway, he made a pronouncement and he talked to the guy that was Guy and they were sort of supposed to be home, and it soothed their cal- calm their spirits and put literally put God's word in them and calm their spirits and said, No, no leave them alone. they're supposed to be here. And so, in that spirit, in that spirit, again, God is going to say, They're supposed to be here. Might not be here, but He will have a place for us because He's always had a. Place. So fear not, everybody. Let it go and continue the search, and God will reveal that what we're supposed to have when we're supposed to have it. Grace. Tomorrow's grace isn't today. We got to live in today's grace. We'll use tomorrow's grace when we get there. We
0: will have a place. And the Baz has spoken. <laughs> but I For was the. No, no, that's good. For those of you who don't know what this is, this is a yard site candle. It means anniversary. And the tradition is on the anniversary of a loved one's death, you light this candle and it burns for the whole day in their memory. Thank you very much. I will pass it to you. All right. Time? Good. If I have to cut it short, cut it short because it's a beautiful day. Okay. Heavenly Father, thank you that all the technology has come together. It continually amazes me. Ask that you would continue to lead us and guide us in the way that we should go. That you would speak to us. What I do know at this moment is the Lord has just put the brakes on me. And I think we need to spend some time in prayer. So until he releases that, we'll wait. Let's let's spend some time in prayer. Let's see how we're going to do this here. Okay. Good idea. What I would invite you to do now is I'd like you to be kind of just quiet, let the Lord speak to you. And let's have this a time of community prayer we're going to suspend the message for now and i want you we don't have to talk about anything that just pops into our head if something comes to you to pray about i would like you to weigh it to say lord is this something that we pray for the community this is not like I want to pray for Uncle Fred. Yet we'll do that at a prayer time when we get to the end. This is let's pray for us, for Issachar community as a body today. That's the focus, I guess. Does that resonate with you? Yes? No? Okay. Trust me. Let's do this. Um, so what I would like, Dan's got the mic right there. If you want to jump up and and lead in prayer, lead us in prayer. Regarding a prayer the Lord has put on your heart for Issachar community. Okay, so let's take a moment just to to listen.
1: Okay. Father God, I'm going I'm to ask you, what is Issachar community? Can you hear me? Yeah. We need the mic. I'm going to ask you, what is Issachar community? And, and, and what are we supposed to be? And I just look at churches sometimes, and I'm wondering if we've become one of those churches that lives in a fort, and we've walled ourselves in here, and we come in here, and J2 spoke to once a week, we gather, and I don't think that's who we're supposed to be. We get walled in, and we're safe in our confines. And I think maybe the Lord is saying, I'm going to have to kick you guys out of your confines because you're getting too comfortable. It's getting too easy. You get too relaxed. I have not seen a massive influx of people coming in here. So apparently we're supposed to go out and find the massive influx of people. And I was thinking about Yeshua and the disciples and some of the things they did, and Jesus sent them out. He didn't send send them to a to a place and say, no, I want you to camp here and wait till the people come to you, and then I want you to pastor to them. He said, I want you to go out, and I want you to meet people, and I want you to influence them, and I want you to take my spirit to the world and infect the world with my spirit i'm not asking my spirit to come and infect your fort not that we don't welcome it and it doesn't show up don't let me say that but i think we're supposed to take his spirit out to the world And I think that Issachar has become a bit of a fort, and we've gotten comfortable with our worship team, and we've gotten comfortable with our Bible studies, and we've gotten comfortable with our men's group, and we've gotten comfortable with some of these things, and it's gotten kind of easy. And there's something about comfort that doesn't say I need a new pair of sandals, because apparently I'm not wearing out the ones I'm using. And if I'm never wearing out my shoes, I'm not moving around enough. And the men's group has been talking about something like this for a little while it's been on our hearts that we need to go out and do some, a little bit of that taking the spirit to the world or evangelizing or however you look at it. But maybe we got comfortable here and God's saying, I need you to move someplace. Maybe he hasn't told us where. Maybe it's not a, maybe it's not a physical building. Jay said be flexible a few weeks ago. I, I, I don't know. Gumby. Gumby-like. Um, we have that spirit amongst us we also have a, a spirit of, 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 I'm happy. I like my parking lot. I like that it's plowed. I like the sun coming in the window. I like a soft chair. I like a sound system that pretty much always works. <laughs> Seriously, it's, it's fairly easy to live here. We came here originally because they were thinking about planting a church in here. And, and we came and we made them an offer. And everything worked, and it's a pretty easy thing to do, and it was a great start. And now I think maybe it might get a little more difficult. And this morning, God said, well, what do you think about not having a sound system (laughs) or not having the slides and relying on what you know and who you are and being flexible? Well, Father God, I just ask that we are those people, that the people that can walk out into the wilderness and be with you and trust in you and know... This is the hard part. Know that you are God, and you will sustain, and you will, you will lift us up, and you, will, and you will provide, and you will do all those things you say in the Bible that we assume you'll do. And Now we have to trust that you're going to do it, and you're going to provide for us. And you're going to move us into the place where we're supposed to be. And maybe that's a physical structure. Maybe it's not. I have no idea what that looks like. But Lord, I want to be open to what you're going to do. And I want to be there to see how you're going to do it. And I want to be part of what you're doing. I I don't want to make up a new plan and go in a new direction. I want to be part of your new plan and go in your direction. Isn't there a teaching about some wineskins somewhere? Some wineskins? You can't put new wine and old skins? Well, what if we had a new spirit moving through here and we forgot to recognize it and tried to stuff ourselves in an old wineskin and it just didn't work? Oh my God, what next? Now I'm not walking with the Lord and I need to walk with the Lord. I think Issachar community needs to walk with the Lord. We need to recognize it. We need to hear it. We need to see it. We need to follow him in his footsteps. Hold that for a minute.
2: Thank you, Joe.
1: Dan?
0: Kathy? Thank you, sir. Jay, are you recording this?
2: Okay.
3: I'm thinking about how prayer is a conversation. It's a time to listen and a time to talk and time to wait. Mm -hmm. And... I have an I wonder prayer. Sometimes we just say to God, I wonder about this. And I wonder if it's a time for meeting in homes. And I truly mean I wonder, because I don't know that. But it it just comes to my mind as a question. Maybe it's a season. We're from so many places. We're from far away from each other. And maybe... That might be something that God has for us. I wonder.
2: I'll throw this out again. I've been getting this uh, since we haven't found a church. And uh, maybe it's just me, but I believe that God wants us to be in community, meaning real relationships with one another. I don't know you all. That's wrong. (laughs) You know, I have the sense that that we may not be getting a building until we know and have relationships one with another, so I we brought up the fact that we don't have an own egg situation and I'm, I'll throw that out again. It's on my heart to meet with everybody here individually as a family, my family, your family, and go around to I know you all because I believe relationships are that's Bible. <laughs> Everything he talks about is relationships, and I don't think I know you. Thank you, Jay.
0: Keep in an attitude of prayer, please
4: <clears throat> The thought just came to me that um, the tribe of Issachar. It was said of them that they knew the times and what they should do. And it just kind of occurs to me that I don't get the sense that any of us, we've heard some good things here, actually, what you said, Jay, and this, what you said, Kathy, you know, maybe that's something. But um, I think that I just as I look at the news and all that's taking place in this world, it just seems like we're really, really coming toward the time that, that uh seems like things in this world are changing a lot. And maybe there's something in the times that we haven't totally seen yet that God is wanting to show us what to do about that, and then that we have to be able to adapt and to adjust not only to the location of where we're meeting, but just to the times of what does that mean for us and is there something different that we need to be doing to equip ourselves and to equip those that uh, God is sending us to to be able to... um, just to be ready for all the, I mean, this, this is becoming a, a world that is less and less hospitable toward people who really are desiring to know the one true God and to serve him. And we are becoming uh, people that are not very well received in many places and so how do we respond to all of the things that are going on around us and uh, I, I, I just say all this because not that I have an answer for anything but just as a prayer to God that he would God would you open our hearts and our eyes to see what new things that you are desiring to do in us and through us and what is there that that the things, the location is not really working very well right now? The, the, the things that we're doing, maybe we're just at a place, Lord, are you shaking us up? Are you trying to get us to see something that we have not been able to see? And would you open our hearts to be able to see that, Lord, as a corporate body, that you would put something in our hearts that would be confirmed in the mouth of two or three witnesses and even something, Lord, that we would all see as, as your direction that you're moving us into. Thank you, Earl.
2: You have a prayer, Jay? I have something to say. <laughs> um, I get this word and I don't, how you weigh it. <laughs> and it's uh, how we focus ourselves so far. And uh, much of our prayer has been, Lord, bless what we're doing. And I hear the Lord say, He blesses our attention should be not saying Lord bless what we're doing but do what the Lord is blessing and I don't know what that means the other thing related to that is vision and and my understanding of that scripture passage is people go unrestrained they waste their energy doing things that are not focused to the Lord so clearly in my mind we need a vision I need to confess that
0: over the last number of years when we've been driving around, I've seen various church buildings. Every time I drive by a church building, one of the first things that pops up in my head is, oh, it'd be nice to have an office that's not in my basement. It'd be nice to have a place where we could have everything set up. But almost instantaneously, right behind that, a sense of revulsion rises up. That when we, we really did try to leave River of Life, and it really wasn't River of Life. It was another group that was here. And we said, no, we'll make it easy on you. We'll just, we had some conflicts trying to get a congregation started here with this other group. And we said, that's fine. We'll give you River of Life because you were here first, and we'll go find another place. And all of a sudden, it just was so weird. They said, no, you take it. We'll go find something else. Really? As hard as we tried to leave, we couldn't leave. God didn't open up a place, and they insisted we take their place. It's like, okay. And it feels like we've almost been Bedouins camped here for 10 years. Even though we've been here for 10 years, this is only temporary. This is not ours. So I kind of feel like that's the word that kept coming to my mind is like, we're like Bedouins. And it's almost like it's time to pull up tent stakes. So the, the picture that was on my mind as we were talking this morning is, Lord, show us the ground where the oasis is, and when we get to the oasis, help us to dig the wells. So that's what's been <coughs> excuse me, going on in my mind this morning as everybody's been sharing. The other thing, too, has been, even as I was thinking and praying on the way up here today, years back when we first started as a congregation some people the idea is can you do an issachar community down here in mississippi i actually got a call for that and um i said i can help you And they said how well we put together the whole service in a you know little brochure everything you see on the slides it's there all they have to do is plug in the worship songs And then when they get to the reading, they plug in the readings they want to do that day from the Torah and the haftarah or whatever reading plan they have. And then there's a moment for a message and they can plug that in there and everything is all put together. Folks, if something happens and we can't be here, let's say River of Life says we need you out by June 1st because we're doing a construction thing, you could meet in homes and we just pass these things out and you just plug and play. The Johnsons and the Christiansons and others, we've been meeting at their house on Wednesday nights for over 12 years and we're a tight-knit group and we go there and we have food we do some prayer we do a little bit of a bible study and that's it and that's kind of what they did in the new testament yes they also went to temple yes they also met in the synagogues but they also met in the homes and that was a vital component of the congregation so what i'm saying is it's like well Maybe now the Lord is saying, okay, I've kept you here long enough. Now it's time to pull up tent stakes and go where I tell you to. And if in the meantime, it means home groups for a while, we'll send you the the thing. Um, I can send at the beginning of the week just to kind of keep us all on the same page. I can send you a readings for the week. You can plug in your own worship. You can pull the stuff off of YouTube if you need to. You can do whatever you want. Somebody's got a guitar in your house, lead worship. And if you want, I can pre-record a message and put it up on YouTube like we do with the podcast. That's a piece of cake. And I only suggest that not because I'm, you know, the pastor. But just kind of keep us all on the same page and communicating. But let's pray. So Father, we really want to do the one and only thing, which is your will for this congregation, no matter how bizarre it may seem relative to how church is done in the United States. And we know, Father, that you do a lot of things with a lot of different bodies. The most important thing is that you are glorified and exalted and that your people worship you, your people learn your ways, your people pray, and they live the way you want them to live as a witness to the world. So, Father, this morning, as we lift all of these things to you today, we ask that you would lead us and guide us in the way that we should go, that you would truly speak to us and show us what we need to do. Give us the ability, Father, to adapt even to the most unusual thing, if that's where you have for us. Thank you, Father. And I just have to share, I have this weird feeling that if you happen to be a church that owns a building, you're in some serious trouble. I think that's coming. It's going to be a major problem. And the bigger the church, the tougher it's going to get. I don't know. They've already talked about taxing churches based on the size of their parking lots. Did you know that? Yeah, that's a tax that they have proposed out there. Taxing churches and nonprofits based on their parking lot size, number of spaces. Oh yeah, there's all sorts of stuff. They just want to... They just won a court case because the atheist union out there said, well, why should pastors get a a housing allowance when everybody else doesn't get a housing allowance? Well, the problem is they didn't take into account, oh yeah, military personnel get it and a whole slew other people get it. They were just picking on pastors because they're atheists. What can you say? You know. But that was a court case that was serious. And if that's the case, all of a sudden that seriously affects pastors of small congregations because... They won't be able to afford to serve a, a small congregation. It's actually a big blessing. Mary, you going to say something? Yes, Dan, microphone to Mary.
5: I hate speaking in front of people, so I'm going to do it anyway. Because, <laughs> because um, the first thing that came to my mind when we started this conversation was the book of Acts. Just a minute. So so, <laughs> so um, what did they do? The first thing that happened after the Holy Spirit came was they looked at each other and they said, what do we do? We don't know what to do. What should we do? And then Peter went into this long thing about what to do. Repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So we know about that. So with many words, he testified and strongly urged them, saying, be safe from this corrupt generation. And then it says what they did. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. It doesn't say they went out and found a building. So everyone was filled with awe, and many wonders and signs were being performed through the apostles. Now the believers were together and held all things in common. They sold their possessions and property and distributed the proceeds to all as any had need. And every day they devoted themselves to meeting together in the temple, broke bread from house to house. They ate their food with joyful and sincere hearts, praised God and enjoyed the favor of all the people. And every day the Lord added to their number. So we worry too much about what we're going to do and how we're going to do it, and we don't trust God enough to do it. If we do what he tells us to do, he will do the rest, right? Absolutely. Okay, so I'm new here, (laughs) and I've been in a lot of churches, um, a lot of church buildings, and I see the same thing happen all the time. People get really comfortable in their building, and then they forget who who God is, and they start doing things in their building. And they do lots of things in their building that don't end up having to do anything with God. And it's even in a house group, you can be comfortable. I was in the same house group for years, and I don't think anybody was growing. So, you know, what do you do if you meet in a house? And maybe you need to, like, switch the house groups around and not be in the same house group all the time so that you get to know everyone. I thought I was the only one here who didn't know everyone, and then I'm hearing somebody who's been here a long time saying he doesn't know everyone. I want to know people. I want to know who they are, what they do, what they love. You know, I just want them to be family to me, and you can't be family with somebody if you only see them an hour or two every week. It doesn't work. So, I mean, this is what I want. I have a book called The Harlot Church System written by a pastor who started many churches, made messes, went back and apologized to the people that he'd made messes with. And then he realized that this was what the church is. This is what the world sees the church to be, is this place that doesn't know how to be what it's supposed to be. So, And I know you people are different. Okay, God brought me here. It was really obvious. When I reached inside my purse and found my lost keys that I hadn't seen for three weeks and I'm not sure I know exactly why I'm here except there's a reason and we're all going to find it out together okay
0: I got to tell you I've got I felt a lot of tension as we've been looking at location because Joel Thank did you, an Mary. excellent job he did he took all of the addresses from the directory plugged them into a Google map thing so now visually the elders can see the how everybody is spread out around the twin cities and the frustrating part is we're not like a community church where you plunk here and we're ministering to Shoreview. It ain't happening. I mean, we draw from all over the place. Lake City, up north to North Branch, way out in Maple Grove. I mean, it's just like so when we're going, let's go South Eagan, everybody's going, yeah, let's go South Eagan. Yay. <laughs> you are very gracious, but the thought is it's like, okay, rather than ever pull everybody, why don't we take us a car community and Spread it out. Because then we could have somebody where Zach lives, you know, <laughs> way up there. Ten from way up there. <laughs> yeah, way up there. <laughs> yeah, we're way heck down there. Yes, Ruth. Thank you for being flexible, by the way. This is really unusual. We will... We are minding time and stuff, but we've really, this is something, this is a moment that the Lord has for us right now.
3: So this has been kind of weighing on my heart this whole time. Not sure if I can put it into the words that I'm feeling, but here we go. There are many, quote-unquote, activities that I think, as believers in Yeshua, we need to be doing to show everybody else who doesn't know Him who He is. You know, the abortion thing for one. Who goes there? I think about it a lot. I don't know how to get there on my own and nobody around me wants to go. So, but it's, it's things like that. There's things that we need to show the people, show the world who the Lord really is. And, and if we did it as activities, group activities, go places and just enforce, force ourselves into something and say, listen, you're doing it wrong. I'm not saying going into but, you know, you've got to know who the Lord is because the day is coming and you're not going to be able to do anything about it because he's going to say so long. You know, um, instead of, uh, well, I don't know, maybe, you know, meeting in, in little individual groups, that's okay to keep our faith burning, but have certain things that once a month or every two weeks, or whatever, that we go as a whole group and say, this is what the Lord is saying. Open your hearts and open your eyes. I don't know.
0: There was a fantastic book years back by a man named Ralph Neighbors, and it's called The Two-Winged Church. And the upshot of the book is is everybody thinks the New Covenant Church just met in homes. They didn't. They went to temple because they were Jews. They went to temple. And where else would they go? Well, they'd go to synagogue. Because that's where Jews went. That was their community church, was their, their village or their town synagogues. And they were all over the place. Well, within the synagogues, not everybody was a believer in Yeshua. They were still trying to work that out. How do we deal with this situation? Some believe, some don't. But, you know, they all stayed together, which was kind of odd for the first century or so. So they met, these Jewish these Jewish believers in Yeshua met in homes. That's why they met there. Because now they had the most important thing that they centered around in the homes. So there are things that you can do in a large group setting you can't do in a small group setting. There are things you can do in a small group setting you can do in a large group setting. The point of Ralph's book is you need both. So I was thinking about that too on the way in. If the Lord spreads out, let's let's say it's like our community becomes a home-based type of a network of Churches based in homes, and you guys have the tools to be able to put it together, and we'll have somebody, myself or somebody who will help coordinate so that we are all stay on the same page. We will need in some kind of a monthly or something, something where we can all kind of get together as a big group and just share and just worship together, pray together. What's going on? I don't know what that's going to look like. Folks, I'm like right in there with you on this. It's like, Lord, uh, it's like Moses with a whole bunch of people out in the wilderness. Where are we going, Lord? <laughs> At least they had the advantage of a cloud. <laughs> Which way, Lord? <laughs> Thoughts? Joe.
1: She was reading. I'm sorry. She was reading out of the Book of Acts. I thought she had just a great idea, and we did this at a church. You'll be
5: the new kid.
1: We had a yeah. We had a great idea in another church and it actually worked pretty well. And that was, we repented, and we baptized, and we did all of those things. And everybody in here been baptized? Yeah, twice. Have you? And has everybody in here been baptized in the Holy Spirit? and does anybody think they couldn't use a refresh a refill a refill no i'm serious i'm serious in this i've been here for a while and i've been here for, I've, been, I've, I've been here for a while and as a body we've made some mistakes and as a person i've made some mistakes and when i was on with working with the elder teams and stuff That group made some mistakes, and we did a lot of things right, because we're still here. But we made some mistakes, and maybe we have some stuff we could repent of. And maybe we would hear the Holy Spirit better if we did that. So maybe what we ought to do is start someplace. So we'll start where the new kid said when she was reading. We drew a line in the sand. We repented of all that stuff. And Jay mentions it, I think, like once a month when he says, come up to the table, leave your dirt behind or take care of it or whatever, and then come. I don't know where else it says that. It says that somewhere. Anyway, you guys are smarter than me. Um, But I'm going to say this. Let's draw a line in the sand. Let's do some repentance and clean ourselves up. Let's do some repentance as a body, as a church. Maybe there's some things that have come up that we would like to clean up in our past. Lay those things down at the altar of God. Refresh our anointing with the Holy Spirit and baptize the whole body in the Holy Spirit. And I don't know, I'm no expert, but maybe that's a place to start. Maybe that's like, let's start someplace, and then see if somebody gets something for step two, which he actually had a step two, but we'll get our own step two.
0: Yeah, and just as a thought, Shavuot's coming up in June, and we traditionally have baptisms. Let's just get the whole body in the water and just pray for one another and say, do it, Lord. Jay. Sorry, Joy, I'll be uh, back to you next.
2: Uh, we could have Dan sing it again. When in, you're in trouble, you fast and pray. Okay? And then it comes right to my mind that uh, we need to go to people who we've offended. We need to go to people if they offended us. God always puts it in the first person. You know? I always thought, well, he did it to me, he should come to me. Well, it doesn't work that way. I, I think we'll be honest. We're people that we hurt each other. We're not always the most sensitive people. I, I think the relationships in here could be better if that started happening. But uh, the fasting and praying, boy, watch out. Men are, mean.
0: Men are mean. Joy, and then Gene. Absolutely. I trust you.
6: Um, I have been asking myself, self, um, how much time out of each day are you really spending in reading, studying the Word of God? And I have found that there's been many, they're all good things, not wrong things to be doing. But I have, I have um, failed in just putting way too many good things before the most precious. And then I took some notes here of what's on my heart. I'll just read it. On January 6th, I left Minnesota to spend time with my 11 family members in Tucson, Arizona. I was supposed to return on January 16th. My family said, Mom, Grandma Joy, you know, absolutely no, don't go back to cold, snowy Minnesota. And I don't have a garage, so my van was sitting in all that um, because I flew out and my van got left here. So then, I fe- now moving on, I felt heavy-hearted last night for Issachar community. I was not sure why. In past days, since I got back from Minnesota, I took Pastor Jay very seriously when he sent the email calling us to fast and pray for our President Trump and Israel's President Netanyahu, that neither of them would shake hands of President Trump's The Big New Deal. I hope others took him seriously too. Um... And just because of my set of circumstances, I have not heard the outcome. I don't have TV, I don't want TV, and I I just have not heard the outcome on that. So my que- one question, does this topic pertain to our situation here now? And then moving on to my next thought. When I left home today, a spirit of prayer came upon me to pray for Pastor Jay, Jean, their family, all said and done, all here, and now I'm adding those not here, um, to reveal the problems this group is facing. I kept praying throughout my 25-minute drive here. When I neared the church on Hodgson Road, then came the horrible potholes. Some were really bad. I had to just drive so slowly But figuratively speaking, they represented to me all these challenges. My bottom line that I took from that was to um, slow, that we would just operate slowly and prayerfully.
7: My stomach is just like a roller coaster right now, and I believe that's the spirit of the Lord. Because some of you don't know me, but I—I I don't find it coincidence I'm here today. Because you've been on my heart, and I've been—I've been like, oh, I just need to I, I need to go on a Saturday. I need to go on a Saturday, and Saturday coming something else had happened. But then when you text me, my husband doesn't even know I'm here. I'm telling. I know. I'm telling him too. It's like but I cheated it a good way, right? But I want to give them all, all, I say cheated only because I've been going somewhere else, and really I'm not cheating because we all serve one God. But I don't find it a coincidence that I walked in here today, and I'm here to tell you when I walked in, the Spirit of the Lord was so heavy in here. You need to know that. It was so heavy that it just felt so good to me. And I was like, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for sending me here. I got all all excited. I don't find a coincidence that we're even talking about this right now. Why? Because the church I'm going to, we're going through the same thing. Hmm. Same thing. And the Lord sent us there as as far as our, our, because I belong to a worship team called Shabak, and they asked us to come and help them out in worship. And Nate and I, that's my husband, we would be in the parking lot, and we'd be like, Lord, why are we here? It's so dead. It's so dead. Why? Why are you sending us here? And the people are leaving. What's going on? So then, when we met with the pastors, I said to them, "I have to be truthful with you because I've been coming to your church and I got one foot out the door." And I asked the Lord, "How come I have one fo- one foot out the door and here I am here today?" Because of that foot out, that one foot I had out in the door. You know what? It, you know what, why it was out the door is because I wanted to touch my Jewish roots. Hmm. So here I am and Ezekar represents to me my Jewish roots. So every time we are, we, we are invited to come, it fulfills that desire that's in me. So I want to say to you, I'm standing here and believing that I'm rep- representing what God has equipped you all with. You, you all are equipped. So I want to encourage you. It's not about it. Yes, go in go in the homes if that's what you want to do because that is the Book of Acts. And I th- I do think that as the body, the bride, we do need to become a family. But I want to encourage you. That's not what you're missing. I'm standing here. To, can I be bold? I'm standing here today to tell you you're all equipped and you're what we need. You're what we need. We need you now to start reaching Christians. And I, I'm not real, real educated, but all I keep hearing, the Jews and the Gentiles. The Jews and the Gentiles. You know, there was a song the Lord that brought forth in Shabbat, and I, I, and I'm sure you guys have heard it. When the Lord brought forth, it's called God's Great Army, and it's about the dry bones. And the, before the Lord would let me release that, He said, no, you need to really know what that's about. Hmm. So I had to reread that over and over until I finally got the revelation, and that's when he showed me that in Ezekiel 37 is the timeline. So we went out and we prophesied into the far winds. That's what really Shabak was doing. Every time we sang that song, the Lord showed me, that's what you're doing. You're, you're prophesying that the great army is going to start rising up. But what happens after that is the Jews and the Gentiles, and that's what you folks are equipped with is to bring the church together in unity. Because we need to know our Jewish roots. We need to know it. I'm not saying that some of you aren't called to go, go minister to the homeless and to feed the, feed the, the orphans and to comfort the widows. We're all called to that. And the Jews and the Gentiles are doing that, but there's what is missing is our Jewish roots. And I believe that's why on my heart I kept going, you need to go to Ezrakar. You need to go to Ezrakar and I just kept putting it off. But when I walked in the door, the anointing was so heavy in here and it felt so peaceful to me. I felt like I, I'm, I felt like you, this might be called, what did you call it? River of, River of life. I, I, when he even said that, I said, well, I'll tell you all right now. I just took a drink <laughs> and you didn't even start worship yet. So I just want, mm. I just want to just encourage all of you. That, yes, God's moving, but that's what I'm believing. That's what I'm getting.
0: Okay, any last before we end? You two. Jay and April.
5: And then I'll close out. <coughs> the, this verse was Don's grandmother's favorite verse in the Bible, and we have it hanging in our entryway, and we see it every morning and every night we come home or leave. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways
0: acknowledge. Trust you, in April. the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and, and he will
2: direct your paths. Love it, love it. Just in response to the, the thought pattern that um, what are we called to do? I've been bugging Jay and kicking him on the table, you know, <laughs> really <laughs> you know um Jay's unique, uniquely gifted to be able to tell the story in a story format what the what the church does not know, and he can speak and do that, so we're all been kicking him on the table and and asking him to get ready because he'll be sent out does what does it mean to us? I don't know. I do believe that we talked about as elders, and I'm sure it's on your heart also. Is that um, here we are meeting on Saturday, and we're asking people in the Church of Jesus Christ to come to us to learn? They're not coming, guys. You're asking them to swim upstream. So when you talk about going out, we can meet together in homes or whatever, but we have to go out. I haven't even been released from being part of North Heights, even though I'm not a member. Guess what I get to do? I get to speak into people's minds and hearts about what they don't know. So I believe that we are being raised up together and apart to go out to speak about what they don't know. Maybe light a fire, direct them. But boy, when I first came here, I was blown away. I'm not an ignorant Christian, but I learned things here. And that was brand new. <laughs> you know. And then when Jay puts the whole picture together, we're really blessed, guys. We're really blessed. And I always want, where is everybody? You know, I looked around like, this place should be packed. They're not going to swim upstream. They're not. We have to go to them. That being said, I have one
0: thing to ask the congregation. One thing. No changes, I'm just asking that sometime this week, whether it's one meal, whether it's a day, however the Holy Spirit leads you, and if you have health problems, figure out a different type of fast. But I would like everybody in the congregation this week to spend some time, forsake a meal or whatever, take a fast, and at the same time you're taking the fast, ask the Lord to impress on you the direction. The format, the idea, Give us a, show us where to go, what to do, pray for me, pray for the rest of the elders um, to make a decision on where we need to go. I can tell you that having talked with Pastor Carter, like I said, <laughs> they have plans that are developing here. Those plans don't include us. So we do know that we're moving forward. We need to know how. We need to know when. We need to know what form well, all that stuff goes, and um, if you're interested, I will give you that little sheet. That's our service, and maybe you want to experiment on a Saturday or on a Sunday. Get some people, two families together, or something like that. Give it a try. I'll send you at the beginning of the week the readings, and we'll figure out some sort of a message for you guys to do. maybe you download a Truth Barista message. And talk about that, because we talk biblical stuff on that. And come up, you know, with your own worship time. Let me know how it works out. That may be the proof in the pudding uh, to confirm what we're doing. I don't know, but for the one thing I'm asking you, fast, pray. Whatever you get, write down. And make sure you get it to me so I can share it with the elders. Is that groovy? I can use that word, right? That's still it's old enough that I'm going to reintroduce it to the language. It's, it's groovy. Uh, hey, 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 boys. <laughs> Skipping down the cobblestones <laughs> and feeling groovy. <laughs> you like that, Zach? Yeah, that's some old school right there. Uh, that's okay. We'll we'll edumacate you. Right on, man. It's far out. out. That's right. Okay, uh, here we go. For those of you who are interested, the 40 Days of Life Twin Cities campaign is at this time through April 14th. Planned Parenthood on Vandalia, which is right down by 280 and 94. They pray there. They they walk there between 6 a.m. and 6 p.m., but at 3 o'clock every afternoon, they pray. And it's led by Pro-Life Action Ministries, you don't need me to be there. You can just go down there and join them. Brian Walker and others, Brian Gibson, would love for you just to show up. Uh, you can schedule regular vigil hours by calling them at that number, but if you don't know it, just go to plam.org, prolifeactionministries.org. Also, the Jericho March is a very powerful thing between April 8th and 14th. You just walk around the block once. For six days on the last days, you go around seven times. At the end, you blow shofarim, and you pray, and you pray quietly, and then you pray out loud. <laughs> Next Feast of the Born Again in Onager is going to be White Castles in the back on April 6th. <laughs> no, please, David. Famous David. Days Culvers. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, feed my... It's going to have to be up here on April 6th, so... It it can't be complicated. It's got to be pretty simple. So until further notice, we'll pass it along. Feed, <coughs> excuse me. Feed my starving children. April sixth. <laughs> Passover worship seder. Now is the time to get your tickets. Bonnie, I have stuff down in front for you. Money and names. And you've oh you got some. Okay. So twenty dollars for adult, ten dollar, twelve and $10. You can go to Eventbrite. Sign up now because yes, it's filling up. Reader lead, basket in the back for your offerings. Thank you for your faithfulness. And what a beautiful shot of Jerusalem. Keep Israel in your daily prayers. And yes, we need to pray for Trump's peace plan. I don't want them to divide the city. That would be bad. However, President Trump's State Department says this week that Israel has sovereignty on the Golan Heights. That is nothing previous presidents have ever said. This is huge. And they're even going to sign an official document from the United States declaring it to be so. This is a big deal. Syria is really upset, as well as some other players, but too bad. God has other plans. So, let's pray and bless our kids and be on our way. Yes. Jean has a question. Yes, go. Before we do the reading. Yep. Yeah, he, um, yes, that's okay, we'll pick it up next week. Okay, bless the kids here, to the boys and to the girls, think of your own family members as well, Lord, really smack them good with your blessing today. To the boys, may the Lord make you like Ephraim and Manasseh, to the girls, may the Lord make you like Sarah, Rebecca, Rachel, and Leah. May the Lord cause you to grow strong in Him, in faith and hope and love in Messiah, Yeshua our Messiah. May you be a blessing to those around you as you walk with Him throughout this week. Father, bless your people. <speaking in Hebrew> Isaha Yehovah l'cha, Shalom. May Yehovah bless you and keep you. May Yehovah make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May Yehovah lift up his countenance upon you and give you his shalom. In the name of Jesus our Messiah, we receive it, agree with it, and say, Amen. Shabbat Shalom. And thank you, everybody, for sharing. Remember, fast and pray, write down what you receive.